there are 300 different symptoms out of which around 24 to 32 of them are very very common many women can come with very non-specific symptoms like difficulty in breathing swelling of ankles bloating mm-hmm. simple bloating as such breast tenderness so we mm-hmm. cannot uh, uh, tell a patient she is not experiencing pms because the, it doesn't fall in the list of symptoms they are having is it occurring according to her cycle is it occurring every month with her cycle is it getting relieved with her you know uh, when a cycle gets over all of these are uh, pms symptoms so i've been struggling with anxiety for the longest time i don't know how and i'm on medication right now i uh, and it just gets really worse around the period like really worse it gets very overwhelming for me and uh, really sad i i really hate that time because i know i'll go into that uh, you know circle of overthinking and uh, my self esteem takes a hit and i did not know that welcome to berinari with your podcast hosts saraswati and aditi one a chai loving engineer from bangalore and the other a beer sipping economist in berlin join us and our expert guests as we enter the vibrant world of indian women through the power of data and stories Welcome to Berinari episode 6. We are here to speak about something super important. Uh, that's PMS. Uh, on full form is also known as pre-menstrual syndrome. Uh, I do have to say here that a lot of times when we talk in offices and take workshops about menstrual health awareness and we ask the women, what do, you, what do they think is the full form of PMS? One of the answers that gets voted most is perpetual mood swings. And I have to agree with them. A lot of us, uh, for a lot of us, PMS often means uh, mood swings and impact on our mental health. We'll dive deep into what does it really mean to live with it, uh, how does it manifest, and what can we do about it. We rarely hear stories of lived experiences of PMS, much less its impact on mental health. Uh, and I, as I, I mean, I, I really wished uh, my younger person knew about this i it would have saved me all those uh, months where i would just wake up and like you know every every month there's there's, there's one day or two days where i have this uh, my my low self worth just kicks in real hard i'll wake up and i'm like just i'm not doing anything good i am not uh, uh, doing enough with my life i'm not like living to my potential and uh, and two days later like like the period is here or few days later the period is here Oh, this and I think I I couldn't I didn't even make a connection until I started mm. working in the women health space that that those cycle was happening because of this. It it just felt uh, so real and and uh, would really be uh, like really affect my day through the day. So I'm so glad that we are having this conversation with two amazing uh, guests. I'm so thankful to both of them for joining. And so Aditi, who do we have here? Yeah, great. Uh, I'm going to add to that. I have to say I am heavy word proud of having this thing on PMS because it's actually one of the really first things Saraswati and I started working on in Cranberry. And over time, as Saraswati is saying, like I've been like no one talks about it. And I'm so proud that we started with this topic. Uh, Today, we have two very special guests. We have Anju with us. Anju uh, was one of our first team members at Cranberry. So she is like a really amazing person. I personally have learned a lot from her. her. 
uh, and she's a huge mental health advocate as well. Uh, amazing work, Anju. Like, tell us a bit more about yourself. Yes. Uh, hi, everyone. I am Anju. I am 24 years old. So I'm from Bangalore, uh, India. And um, yes, I work as a CXC customer experience engineer at Dell. I'm also a mental health advocate, like uh, Aditi said. So here I'll be talking about my uh, journey also about how I got into the mental health space and most importantly, the menstrual health space. And a huge thanks to cranberry.fit for that. So yes, other than that, I'm a total extrovert. I like trying out new stuff. I love meeting people. Uh, I'm very moody. And uh, yes, that's about it. Saving the best parts for the interview. Sorry for thanks, the Anju. Thanks, Anju. Now I have to say my age also. Uh, thanks <laughs> for sharing. Uh, yeah, but I want to. Uh, They're all my age. These are my colleagues. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm Aditi. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> when we started the call, Anju was like, Aditi, you look younger. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> so I'm taking it. Uh, yeah, thanks, Anju, so much for sharing with us today. And uh, we also have Dr. Liston with us, who's a part of our Cranberry expert panel. Uh, Dr. Liston is really, uh, has been amazing. She's building so much with her. Us, uh, happy to have you, Doctor. Hi, hi, everyone. Hi, Aditi, Saraswati, and Anju. So, uh, I think uh, so. Like everyone else has introduced themselves, I think I should introduce myself. So, I'm Doctor Pungureli Liston, or Liston for short. Uh, I'm a practicing gynecologist based out of Bangalore. So, I my area of thrust would be menstrual health and reproductive endocrinology. Um, I'm I I'm not a person who talks a lot, so I'm just opposite of Anju. So uh, she said she's uh, very outgoing and extrovert. So you have to really get me to talk. But I love enjoying. Uh, I love talking about the subject. I know a little bit. I'm very passionate about healthcare and uh, um, you know doing the best for my patients. So so that's where I fit in. I think the Cranberry family right now. So I'm helping them build a very, uh, like, you know, I, not helping them as such, maybe like a little bit of guidance from my side because they are doing so much on the, uh, you know, menstrual health side. So I'm happy to be part of the team. Uh, no, thank you so much. I, I, I have to say when you talk about health, uh, I mean, we can listen to you forever. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I'm also 24. <laughs> I was like, I am leaving this. No. <laughs> right. Can you just confirm we are all 24? Yes. <laughs> I know with, with doctors, it's like there's so much years of like uh, studying actually yeah. involved, right? At, uh, it's really impressive. And now as with Cranberry, as we work more with doctors, we have so much uh, respect. Uh, so glad to have this space. Uh, uh, so let's start off talking about PMS. Uh, so doctor would pass to you to tell us more about what is PMS and why does it happen? Right. So uh, I think about 80 to 90 percent of us have had one symptom or uh, one change, be it mood or physical change that's affecting us during our menstrual cycle. Uh, but the amount of people talking about the whole thing 
is very very less so uh, th- these type of conversation basically help women to uh, you know come forward and talk about their symptoms feel normal about their symptoms and uh, you know approach uh, the right person or the right uh, you know get help that's that's the first thing so starting off with what is pms so we can pms basically pre- premenstrual symptoms right the this is psych uh, um, what do you call a set of symptoms which can include both mood and physical symptoms uh, which occurs in the later part of your cycle so you do see that for it to be called a premenstrual symptom it should be premenstrual that is a good 14 to 7 days 7 to 14 days before the onset of menstruation so we also call this period as preluteal phase or late preluteal phase so this is where it happens it can like i said it can be anything right it there are 300 different symptoms out of which around 24 to 32 of them are very very common right so a set of them include your mood uh, uh, mood symptoms your uh, like saraswati was talking about self worth that's that's a major issue with lot of people where you start doubting whether i'm doing enough with my life the feeling of hopelessness and worth, uh, reduced worth is is very very common other things that can include will be depression or depressive uh, symptoms anxiety stress is very high you can also have a lack of interest in social life work life personal life there can be total uh, lack of interest uh, sleeplessness or excessive sleep can be one of the things it can be characterized by pain it can be characterized by uh, stiffness at joints cramps bloating every possible non specific symptoms can occur so it does not matter what the symptom is it is the timing which uh, uh, classifies a particular uh, um, complaint as a premenstrual symptom so this is pre- like i said it's present in about 80 to 90% of people but in about 40% of people this becomes uh, a nuisance it does affect your quality of life in some way and in about 5 to 8% it becomes very very severe so The, then again the premenstrual symptoms when it starts affecting your life a quality of life it becomes a premenstrual disorder where it can be two types premenstrual syndrome where it uh, uh, like we spoke about all these symptoms it can have you can have a mood symptom you can have a, a physical symptom you can have both together right but the uh, it will start in your uh, premenstrual period it will get over by the time you start menstruating or by the end of your menstruation so it appears cyclically okay and when it become when the symptoms become very very severe Uh, there is an entity called pmdd or premenstrual dysmorphic disorder which is a very very severe form of uh, uh, pms which requires treatment with uh, uh, maybe ssris or medicines which will help you to improve your mood uh, mood stabilizers anxiolytics might be required and physical symptoms may be need treatment for that through either combined ocps or any other uh, pharmaceutical agents so it's a very severe disorder which is affecting about 3% of people who have pms and these are people who are who literally have to take a break from their life recover for that one one week or whatever time period that the symptoms are occurring and come back so that's how that's sim, uh, simply put that's the constellation of symptoms if we have to talk about symptoms and pms we can go on and on and it is individualized many women can come with very non specific symptoms like difficulty in breathing swelling of ankles bloating mm-hmm. simple bloating as such breast tenderness so 
we mm-hmm. cannot uh, uh, tell a patient she is not experiencing pms because the, it doesn't fall in the list of symptoms they are having is it occurring according to her cycle is it occurring every month with her cycle is it getting relieved with her you know uh, when her cycle gets over did it start post puberty is it there if if it is not present during uh, what you call as a, a childbirth or when she is pregnant if these symptoms were not there or by with menopause if it disappears all of these are uh, pms symptoms so that's briefly about what pms is and what the symptoms are um so we can also talk about what is the cause cause is not a lot of people know there is no specific <laughs> cause right so that's why we don't have a systematic way of diagnosing it and uh, treating it and lot of people don't consider it as an entity at all because cause is not known but since it's, it, it is cyclic and we do see it's only seen in patients who are attained uh, menarche or they are in your, in their reproductive age group it has something to do with your ovarian hormones so hormonal changes that happen so what happens in your postluteal phases there is decrease in all of these hormones right and lot of women uh, react to the hormonal changes differently so the reduction in estrogen progesterone or your ovarian hormones occur in all reproductive age women but why some women uh, react differently to these hormones is their sensitivity so the sensitivity to the hormonal changes is different in different women there might be certain predisposing factors to you like you know there might be a um, history family history genetical factors can be there you can be a person who is already having some health issues that are already going on where this can uh, that can be exacerbated during the cyclical time or if there is some underlying mental health issues that's already going on this can it becomes worse during that time right so and obesity the food we eat the stress levels we take all of these have a contributing effect so that's we don't know the molecular level of things so but mm. it's something connected with your menstruation it's something to do with the fluctuation of hormones and how we react to it as uh, that's the uh, that forms the basis so that's pms in in brief we can talk about it forever <laughs> that will take a whole session i think but yeah i really feel like i again learned something more about pms <laughs> that i didn't know before so Well, thanks so much. I mean, wait till it starts getting more funding. Then we'll learn a lot more. Yes, I yes, know, yes, yes. I know. I right? think. Yeah. True. So basically, uh, like my experience has been just going through this crisis every month, and then after the crisis gets over, you know, I get period because I could never make the connection. I would just have crisis about having the crisis. Like you know, just feel like why do I like like every time keep like every month just keep thinking that like I'm not good enough and I'm like making all these efforts. So. uh just a double uh that double crisis that's happening and it almost became a joke among the friends like first you are having this crisis and then i wish like i knew a bit more of this information before but uh we do have like anju here and and anju would, would uh, like to know how it's been your experience of living with it and uh, or or getting the diagnosis of it uh, overall so um i have i want to mention this because i'm very proud of it So before working at Dell I worked as a community manager with the Cranberry Fit team. So as doctor was speaking I heard the word luteal and I was like I'm so glad I know the meaning of that word. <laughs> and and the entire credit goes with the goes to the Cranberry Fit team. I mean through my work with the team I personally learned a lot of stuff about my body itself for free. 
and i was getting paid for it by you both <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good internship to women who are listening uh, we are looking always for good interns <laughs> you yeah, learn about micro course my- on Yes, I learned about my body and also uh, through my work, and I got paid money for it. Dream job. Using it for our next intern. All, all, all our intern job descriptions. And now we'll add this clipping. <laughs> yeah. So I learned a lot of uh, facts about my body and a lot of interesting facts. So my favorite one was this one, which Aditi mentioned: the cravings around uh, periods. You know, your body thinks you are pregnant. and that is why the craving so i use it in all my friend circles and all and they're like mind blown whoa <laughs> we didn't know that so yeah i didn't know it was a real thing till then so i also got a lot of free tips on nutrition meditation exercise <laughs> while building uh, thanks, thanks anju <laughs> but i have to say even i have become so much healthier over time and my periods and pms has improved in the last 2 years uh yeah so thank yeah, you yeah i remember you thanks telling for about again. yeah <laughs> so yes uh, other than that um so this is something which i've started speaking about uh, recently because i i felt that a lot of awareness needs to be spread and i was listening to dr liston saying that someone who already has mental health issues it just becomes worse for them so i've been struggling with anxiety for the longest time i don't know how and i'm on medication right now i uh, and it just gets really worse around the uh, period like really worse it gets very overwhelming for me and uh, really sad i i really hate that time because i know i'll go into that uh, you know circle of overthinking and uh, my self esteem takes a hit and i did not know that so yes uh yes and um, i got aware i also was mindful of uh, other people's experiences when they used to go through similar stuff and i also helped a lot of my friends uh, and uh, there are a lot of stigmas around pms a lot of jokes made around pms like you know especially in corporate environments when people just uh, see a bossy superior female and they're like oh she might be on her pms which was really offending so yes so that uh, so this helped me develop mindfulness and body awareness and um, i feel pms is something most of my friends and me live uh, with and it is so much uh, more than just mood swings you have cravings uh, you have uh, symptoms i mean a lot of symptoms like your boobs become sore sorry the, your breasts become sore your sleep pattern which doctor was talking about the uh, so i used to beat myself up about it you know uh, why am i sleeping so why is my sleep getting disturbed even though i have have a good sleeping pattern so a lot of awareness came in there and uh, also about the acne break- breakout so i observed it on my sister and my mom also and yes and my anxiety just i don't know it, it it's a roller coaster ride around that time and yeah i i started exercising i started eating healthy i it's not just about eating healthy so when i was designing those templates for the team and for the community there were a lot of specific foods and medication mentioned i also started taking it and uh, we would in our community share with each other what are we taking and what's up with each of us how are we dealing with it so that also helped me a lot and yes 
so that is it about my experience thank thanks you. so much for sharing thank i remember you. early on when we were speaking to women a lot of them also would mention about anger like just uh, having this insane anger of uh, like suddenly you would like realize like fighting with everyone or you're throwing things away and uh, and they would just tell us yeah like we are we are really experiencing uh, this because usually it would just all come under the bucket of mood swings and uh, when we had started speaking to them we we started speaking to them about specific emotions that they were experiencing again in terms of anger in terms of guilt or sense of self worth or of feeling of sadness or feeling of uh, aloofness or staying away uh, from everybody else and that conversation itself became so enriching because it because and everybody would come and say oh no now I, it feels like i'm being heard like there's more conversation happening around it because otherwise it's all just usually like one one umbrella of uh, like all the symptoms coming together so uh, yeah and and i i think dr listen just to give a bit more context we uh, i mean with very we are obviously like trying right. to give working on preventive health solutions to improve pms so when we started like an year back uh, the first users were just the team because we could i like almost said that we have to improve our own pms and like follow through these like preventive right. habits for 8 to 12 weeks to see if we see the symptom improvement like along with 15 other women who were a part of the who were our friends and like people we knew who were experiencing pms and once we show we we saw improvement and it worked like anju was just sharing like okay now we, we think we should like now make a product out of it so that's the that's that's what anju was uh, sharing a bit more about yeah anju yeah. so was uh, was was interesting to know like the connection between your mental health and how you then connected with your menstrual health so just tell us mm-hmm. would want to know a bit more about the journey like did you go to a gynecologist first uh, like how was that whole experience for you or if you've still not been to a gynecologist about it it's okay but you've been going to mental health practitioners yeah the only time i've been to the gynecologist is uh, when i mean uh, it was a part of a regular checkup from the company and uh, they were just focused on the std part so other than that i haven't been to a gynecologist yet so yes uh, mental health and menstrual health let me talk a bit more about that so um, so huge shout out to my friend ajomi he is a counselor at nimhans so he got me like talking about this expressing myself and understanding myself like you know that like anxiety is not just a, i mean it, there's no one cause to it there are a lot of causes and i understood that uh, and then the first um, specialist i went to was a uh, psychologist and then i took up meetings with a psychiatrist too so uh, it was uh, i don't know how to begin it was a transformational journey not just improve it not just helped me um, with the awareness part but it also improved a lot of other things a lot of patterns and i believe that uh, you know like just just like the program in the cranberry fit team it takes commitment it takes commitment to commit to do a certain exercise every day to eat a certain kind of food and that takes a lot of effort but it is a huge investment in your future and your future health so i see it in that way both taking care of both your mental health and your menstrual health and the earlier you start the it the better it gets i mean knowing about the different phases and uh, not just about uh, in the mental health on the mental health side but also the menstrual health side like we all used to discuss about follicular phase luteal phase we made a lot of memes around it 
so a lot of this i didn't know for the longest time how it impacted and why i was always full of energy after uh, my periods got over so i feel awareness goes a long way and these conversations help a lot so when we speak up we are giving chances to a lot of more women to speak up and maybe they're not comfortable on a public platform but they can speak to us regarding this so um, so my mental health the com- i mean i came out in um, i think 2 years back with about my anxiety and stuff and then a lot of my friends started hitting me up like hey i go through something similar to can you help me out and they wanted to remain anonymous they're still anonymous so yes uh, so i was like okay it's not just my suffering that we we are all together here like there's a lot of people suffering from similar stuff and the more i speak up about it the more they will also get helped yes so yeah so i That's think a, uh, from what what i'm gathering from what uh, all of you are speaking of my personal experience itself when it comes to uh pms and things like that i think more than uh, you know help from a doctor or a, a healthcare professional the first step should be with a i think conversation conversation with your own peers it's easier it's easier for you to come up you know um, get out and tell your symptoms without being without the fear of being judged so like anju said not many people like visiting the gynecologist i have seen this all over like if you say gynecologist they are like, we are um, uh, i'm a gynecologist so um so we are like people um, you know uh, they are very scared or apprehensive they, one thing is a lot of people tell me is lot of gynecologists are very very judgmental this is what i keep hearing mm. from lot of my patients especially the younger gen means like the uh, the gen uh, gen z i think like 20 20 plus like the first like me and anju yeah. and one of us yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i'm hearing <laughs> that even, uh, even women in our older age group uh, are having an issue with going to a gynecologist or they only visit when there is an when there is an emergency issue right so mm-hmm. when there is a divide the, uh, the divide basically comes because lot of us don't know whom to approach when a particular some particular uh, health issue comes up right and uh, gynecologists in india are branded as baby doctors like you know you are there only to deliver babies and maybe in later life uh, if you are bleeding somewhere very heavily you go to them um, but uh, i think having a conversation which is telling women that you know what you're having is not something you suffering alone or you know it's not something that's happening just to you and there are a lot of women around you who are also suffering in silent silence thinking no yeah we have been told this is normal menstrual cycles women are supposed to you know bear with this pain comes along with the whole menstruation thing you, you don't have you shouldn't complain that's another thing right we are mm. as women we are not allowed to complain we we cannot say like you know it's painful we cannot say we are uncomfortable we cannot say anything which yeah. is out of the ordinary because we have been told that it's normal you have to take care of it so getting out of the mold and then uh, first of all having a conversation like knowing what it is like knowledge on what the what 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 is causing pms itself will solve half the problems it will solve why you are in a particular time in your cycle you're feeling a certain way and why in a particular another time you're feeling really the opposite of what you're feeling the uh, other part of the cycle so knowing what is happening during your cycle educating yourself about that second having a peer group or a support group or a community of people who will uh, you know say yes we are also they were also and sharing you know what works for you what doesn't work for you and thirdly be, 
very important like anju mentioned consistency is very important this is these are not problems that are going to go away because your cycle is every month so it's going to occur again and again if you're not going to make the necessary changes or things like that it's going to uh, you know come back with the same intensity or even worse so you need to be very very consistent about it and lastly i think the last um, uh, go to would be you know getting in touch with a healthcare professional half the time why uh because uh, one you have to have treatment in that at that point of time or second thing uh, visiting a doctor or the time period of of a consultation is 15 minutes maximum 15 to 20 minutes in that 15 to 20 minutes nor can you express all your symptoms to the doctor nor can the doctor you know elicit a history so deep enough that she knows all your problems he or she knows all your issues right so that's another uh, what you call it's like a hurdle towards diagnosing and treating pms symptoms i feel so uh, we need to know what we are supposed to convey so before one thing i always tell my patients is before coming into the clinic know what you want to ask me right what are your doubts be clear about what you want to ask me ask that and only get out of the uh, you know the chamber once you are clear about your doubts just because that 15 minutes is done you shouldn't get up and run that's not needed you, the other patients or your, your doctor can spend another ex- additional 5 minutes with you if that's going to you know help you cl- uh, you know clarify all your doubts and you know be sure of what what you what what you going to do for moving forward so that's how i think we can address the problem as such because diagnosis and uh, getting women to come out and talk about it is the biggest hurdle for us treatment mm-hmm. is simple we can manage there are a hell a lot of management techniques that can be thought to but yeah coming out yeah, and knowing about problems yeah issue. that's a yeah. great point of like just women coming out yeah and talking to each other yes uh, i mean just to take a moment and look at the the stats like for everybody i just want to quickly share that like 80% women experience some form of symptoms that's yes every like the 8 8 in 10 women are experiencing some form of of pms symptom 43% have a uh, premenstrual syndrome that's like half of us and 8% of us uh, experience pmdd Uh, and just to make that a bit clear if you know someone who in your family or extended family who has diabetes highly likely that you would also know someone who has pmdd because the percentages are almost similar mm-hmm. so if you think you know someone with that you you almost all, also have someone who's also experiencing pmdd so really important to talk uh, speak about these symptoms and and not think of this as something as a me problem like something that just happens with me uh and and maybe like no something wrong with me like uh, everybody else seems fine no no we are we are all going through this so uh, just to speak out and and i'm sure there'll be other women who will find support in that so thank thanks dr listen that's actually a great point yeah so i have a tough question for you dr listen so so like let's say now i'm a woman who hearing this i'm kind of like oh even i think i have this pattern of like you yeah. know having these symptoms so like what would you like say to me like what should i prepare before going to the doctor should i start keeping a diary right. already right. what should i go ask the doctor given this is such a tough tough topic so right so um uh, one one thing you should do is like you said mention you should have a pms diary right it helps a lot because lot of time recall is not very uh, uh, very very accurate 
one mm. you might either uh, miss out on uh, telling the doctor your symptoms or you might uh, uh, you might uh, you know overestimate or underestimate your uh, you know severity of the problem so always maintain a diary and the diary should be kept at least for uh, two cycles right so there are uh, various questionnaires which are present all over right there are various tools that are present which you can download one is uh, one is called a drsp uh, tool questionnaire so basically we are uh, writing down the symptoms throughout the cycle and in a prospective way so starting from this cycle and the next next cycle you will note down your uh, you know symptoms and which day of the cycle it is occurring and which day it is getting relieved so your your diary contains from day one of your cycle that's your first day of period till till the 30th or last day of your period mm-hmm. and it continues the next, next cycle also uh second thing the problem with this diary is it's very tedious there are 24 symptoms that you have to score on 1 to 6 the scale is 1 to 6 one is it's not affecting my life to 6 is extremely disturbing uh, disturbful or something like that so it's very tedious lot of women cannot uh, you know uh, uh maintain the diary throughout like you know the, the regularity goes away we all are busy we cannot sit and mark 1 2 3 for 31 days for 21 symptoms this so is the second tool that we use is a retrospective tool where we we give you a set of symptoms like 14 symptoms the problem here again is with this tool is we generalize a lot of things together like uh, mood swings is put as one anger is put as one all your physical symptoms come as one category like bloating weight gain everything is put in one symptom so a lot of people feel that you know their particular symptoms are not included in the list so they are not uh, you know they they, are, they won't be diagnosed of pms so what you can do is in general just maintain a symptom diary whenever you're feeling a particular mm-hmm. symptom on a particular day you write it down and how severely it is like um, you know affecting your day is it like avoid um, you know preventing you from working is it like is it manageable uh, do you have to like take the day off how how badly the quality is affected you note it down and whenever you're going to your doctor uh, take your diary with you um, you have to discuss with it second thing there is no di- uh, diagnostic biomarker disease biomarker we call mm-hmm. it so if you have diabetes your sugar is high if you have pms mm-hmm. nothing is going to show up in your blood work you're going to be completely normal and still you can have some issues right so it's a very subjective diagnosis that we are doing so you need to show the doctor that if she's coming if you're coming in with the doubts that these are going to be this has been happening cyclically over the years right so mm-hmm. at least over months uh clear uh, second thing you also ne- always when you are visiting your doctor know what to ask right so if your particular symptom is like breast tenderness each and every symptom of pms has a different treatment you cannot uh, treat everyone as one fits all right so you have to tailor make each person's uh uh um uh, treatment uh, schedule differently and it is a multidisciplinary approach a gynec cannot help you with everything because if mm-hmm. it's a mental health issue you need a person who can counsel you who can talk to you who can guide you on how to manage your mental health better if it is something to do with uh, um uh, any general health issues that you're having like uh, excessive weight gain that's happening uh, constipation anything you need a general physician there you need a dietitian who can help you with your food so uh, if 
most probably you will be getting you know um, a referred 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 that is going to happen but it is going to happen within your team so have a team right so if your doctor says you need something uh, you need to get in touch with a dietitian and prepare a diet chart for yourself or uh, you have to meet with a mental health specialist so uh, treatment tailor made so this is what you have to ask your doctor if your doctor is prescribing something to you we all have the right to question the doctor on what's being prescribed to us because we are taking mm-hmm. the medication so you very clearly ask them what's the use of each of the things that have been mentioned to us, uh, mentioned to you right so uh, like i was saying breast tenderness so I, for a breast tenderness patient i cannot give uh, you know ssris ocps might not help ocps might help but not to a great extent immediate relief will be with vitamin e primrose oil or some antioxidants that we increase in our food weight loss can help with the breast tenderness and things like that so is that being a uh, prescribe so do your research talk to other people who have gone through it right and uh, and if uh, lastly is if you are not uh, agreeable to a particular treatment modality right not all women want to take ocps because the only thing we can very scientifically give you is ocps because that's the only one that has studies there are not many studies for the other alternative therapies that can be offered so ocp is proven so uh first thing you come and tell us you we have very se- i am having very severe pms so if i want to give you immediate relief the first thing i would prescribe is ocp but that might not be like you know your uh, line of treatment you want to take you can always ask for what can be done other than the ocp right so is the particular treatment modality okay with you are you like uh, willing to take it do you want to you know if there is some side effect profile are you okay with taking the side effect profile these are things that you have to discuss with your doctor so go prepared go prepared to fire questions at your doctor and you know make a answer no most of us do uh, we will help you out with that no one says like you know no 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 you go don't ask me extra questions but yes the time constraint is always there that's that's for both the patient and the doctor time becomes a huge issue nowadays so that's how you prepare for your doctor consultation on a pms ame thank you right yeah sure sure go ahead <laughs> so uh, you were talking about symptom diary and you spoke about yes. breast tenderness what are yes. some other common things that we can track okay you, uh, you can track all of your pms symptoms right so if uh, you would have noticed a particular symptom that occurs for in your premenstrual period or your late luteal phase right so mm-hmm. if it is breast tenderness you can talk about how severe the pain is so you have a pain scale of 1 to 10 or uh, where you know one is the minimum 10 is the most all right so how bad is the tenderness that's one thing when is it occurring so when does it start is it starting 7 days before your periods is it starting 2 days before your t- periods so when a particular symptom start also has to be noted so different pms symptoms can start at different times of the period not if not everything needs to start 7 days prior to period or 14 days it can be 2 days so bloating can be just 2 days before your period so what uh, along with that you can also make a small mention of what is worsening your bloating is there a particular food that you're seeing that is increasing is it a particular activity some uh, some people find coffee triggers this bloating some people find diary f- triggers it or fiber anything whatever is triggering your bloating you note down the trigger trigger event also and in how many cycles this has occurred 
so that's another thing that you can note down and the symptoms that you can note down is physical symptoms of course uh, are you having any joint pain stiffness that you have uh, is there any uh, general lower back pain upper back pain um, any pain that you are experiencing general uh, generalized uh, myalgia we call it pain in the body uh other okay. things would be uh, if you can are uh, getting good good enough sleep or in, um uh also breast tenderness we already talked about bloating we spoke your bowel habits whether you having constipation mm-hmm. diarrhea this can also happen then how is your interest in work and uh, uh, how is your mood swings mood swings like you said it's a very broad umbrella term right so you need to f- find are you feeling extremely low are you feeling uh, anxious are you feeling uh, you know anger is, is anger what you're feeling and uh, do you feel some uh, people with pmdd do or have su- suicidal ideation also so if there is any extreme emotions that you're feeling you can note it down right so any and every symptom of pms can be noted down and what you need to note down is how severe it is appearing is the severity increases as the day goes is decreases and lastly is cyclicity which day of the cycle your symptoms are starting so that why that cyclicity day is important is depending upon that we can instead of giving you medication all throughout a cycle we can individualized to the time when it is just before it begins so that the dose is low and your side effect profile is So that's how you know there will be a pattern right like yes uh, pattern yes for you it might be one pattern might be present in one cycle the same pattern might not repeat on the other one and patterns differ from person to person so uh, whatever the particular symptom pattern is for a particular cycle that has to be noted down if there is a change on the other side that's not an issue that doesn't mean mean that it's not pms unless the symptom completely stopped appearing in your uh, late luteal phase and it's throughout present throughout present throughout then that's a generalized history right so that's some other uh, underlying reason that is there which is causing it to be throughout the cycle but severity can differ and the time period it starts can also differ that's not an issue okay so my therapist usually asks me to track only my mood and for right. those there are right. only journal prompts i wish right. we had a pms journal prompt we or diary we right? should make one journal actually actually if, if this is yeah, if it, yeah we have <laughs> we have one uh, we are going to improve no, it well, it's like also like a book like actually a physical pms journal which just has like these prompts and like you yes. you, you just i think it's better do to do it digitally personally because all the correlation and anal- pattern analysis oh. is easier to do because as dr liston is saying like so many other correlates of life will affect it cycle on cycle also right doctor true yes yeah. yes yes so yes uh, underlying reasons are another uh, underlying causes are another reason why certain women experience pms and certain don't right so if you are already have a predisposition to develop something right like be it a mood disorder or be it anything physical uh, pms or hormonal disbalance is going to make you go towards that faster right so um, so if um, it's also called pms if you have symptoms throughout and the symptom intensity is increasing in the later cycle so simply uh, simply put if you already have a depressive disorder like if you are a person who has mild clinical depression you will there the symptoms are there throughout the cycle but the depressive episode becomes very very severe during your uh, late uh, luteal phase so that is also a type of pms but with an underlying condition 
so uh, where this will help you like you know digital diary or a diary will help you is you will be marking it as you know you've been having some depressive episode throughout but the uh, intensity of the depressive episode becomes higher when you're coming towards the late luteal phase so that will help us to see that you know yes the hormonal the ovarian hormone is also affecting or pushing you towards worsening of symptoms so that's that's how it works yeah now we definitely Can need a lot symptoms, of research Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I was just uh, gonna say that there's so much research to be done here. There is, there is. Uh, uh, when it comes to research, I think uh, research should be towards how we can, uh, you know, without uh, any uh, bias or without missing out any women, how we can diagnose their PMS, right? And second thing is how can uh, how can the treatment be tailor made? and should be uh, and what are the other things uh, other uh, alternatives that we can provide other than the ocps because uh, yes like you know if a, if a woman who wants to get pregnant has pms we cannot tell her take a contraceptive mm-hmm. pill she is trying to get pregnant and you are preventing her pregnancy by just giving ocp because it manages your symptoms, the pms symptoms that's not the right treatment so in such a group what do you do right so mm-hmm. there should be research into how how to diagnose better and how to treat better so both these areas need uh, um, you know research and thirdly and how can women monitor themselves better right so what can be done there so how, mm-hmm. um, instead of having like 24 questions with six options there how can we simplify the uh, symptom diary for them so that you know anyone and everyone yeah. can maintain it a, a woman who has like who's working uh, you know who, who's who's being being the boss of the world and she has like 24 hours she has work for 20 she's sleeping for 4 hours we can't ask her in that spend one hour to sit and fill your diaries for, no? so a, a, anyone who with any amount of activity or uh, you know should be able to diagnose themselves or you know yeah. monitor yeah. themselves better so that's Thank that's you. the that's where the research should be concentrated i feel like in this uh, yeah. field also side note i think we have to do one episode on ocps with you dr listen <laughs> i think you've mentioned two three times and i feel like i have so many I've, questions i've, I've already got a personal lesson which was amazing so <laughs> <laughs> okay we will have to do that next time but yeah so i remember alti went to one conference about where they were oh, what is that alti that these are called there's not enough research oh yeah true like, uh, that was yeah thanks aras that was a uh, very interesting eye opening moment for this so in a conference in paris one mm-hmm. of uh, leading doctor on menopause she was saying that lot of these uh, things are called syndromes because not enough research is being yes. so i mean doctor you can say what is a syndrome yes. versus so, a disease a syndrome is basically when there is a cluster of symptoms that are there together but we cannot pinpoint um uh, there is no particular uh, um, you know so just giving you an example if there is a disease if there is diabetes i know what is the treatment for it so i give you uh, oral hypoglycemic drugs or insulin to make your diabetes better your sugars get better so syndromes what happen is there is a collection of symptoms we know there is a mm. common base for it but we don't know what is the end treatment so we treat it symptomatically so we can manage a syndrome but we cannot cure a syndrome so when you don't have a particular uh, end cut um treatment for a particular uh, particular disease then it becomes a syndrome so that just means that we need to study more on it maybe yes. in a molecular level so that we come up with a uh, you know cause for it and treat the cause so that's why it's put as syndrome and that, like, <laughs> like, yes, i think that was the big takeaway from the conference yeah. that there is she was saying there's no reason if enough uh, 
power and money and research is built so, into women's health so, issues like this that we will one day not call it pms yeah, but so, something else. so basically all you women's diseases are put as syndromes only it's pcos it is pms so not anyone not many people are you know willing to spend time and money on finding a cure for women because we are selling a lot of products which are uh, which caters to that right so if mm. that's big pharma so we can't that that's a different <laughs> let's not go there there's no controversy so that's the no. uh, uh yeah ready so uh i have another question for anju uh, i mean okay we've already recorded really long yeah. anju so uh, i think another one of the studies i was reading that was really bringing out the severity of like uh, pms and pmdd saying that it can be like for 6 days in a week for some women which amounts to almost 8 years in their lifetime which is insane which is huge right and like where you can't socialize can't work to your 100% and everything so i mean if you want to share i know you touched a bit about how your anxiety is really roller coaster before your period uh like yeah so how has that been for you how do you handle it with your work cuz i know you work so much and you're really amazing at what you do and just your social life how do you yeah i'll send this to my manager this <laughs> <laughs> recording yeah so uh, i won't say i i face severe anxiety for 6 days but 2 to 3 days definitely so yes it takes a hit on me i want to like you know take a leave on those days and just sleep at home but um, i know i'm talking about being grateful to cranberry fit team a lot but it it really is the truth i mean uh, the work that i did for you guys and the awareness that i brought uh, for my for my own self i believe that i have to be extra kind to myself on those days so that was a big takeaway i got because i mean sometimes it's just not me i can't just blame it on myself like i have to stop beating myself up like why is this happening why is this happening oh i have an important presentation and stuff uh, i mean i can do my bit to you know reduce it maybe eat better drink better uh, take naps fast uh, get a good sleep even though my sleep patterns disrupted but um, i am like extra kind to myself on those days if i want to leave i don't think twice about oh i have double work i just can't do it i mean i'll do it the next day with with more energy or the next week when i'm in my follicular phase i'm so proud of myself for using these words <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yes so i was like yeah i'll do it the next day so i'm extra kind to myself i give in to my cravings and you also um, to and you also gave a you know you also gave like health um, replacements like healthy replacements which i can take during my craving like protein bars and which has more health benefits but which will satisfy my craving so i do a lot of those i do what i want to do i sleep um, i take i take break i'm extra kind to myself i don't talk to a lot of people those days and i tell my friends to do the same thing too like if, if you're not in the right mood or if you're not feeling it it's okay you're just on your period and they're pretty open about it to me they're like yeah i think i'm on my period i won't be able to do that but i just got my period i don't know how the meeting will go so you know when they observe me i think they also 
you know learn a lot and they're also more confident about themselves so yes that's amazing amazing that you yeah. also are talking so so much about it uh, with other women yeah. this has been super super insightful conversation thank thanks so much dr lister and thanks so much anju i think my key takeaways to really keep the conversation on uh, and talk more about it not not think that this is just something that's happening with you and again dr listen thank you so much for providing that point boy point by point thing that you can do in terms of journaling your symptoms and speaking to the doctors and just preparing with the questions and taking action and keeping a track of what's working and what's not working i think it's really uh, helpful i'm always having goosebumps as we are like doing this conversation because like really uh, want to uh, uh, want so many women to talk about it and and understand that they don't have to just suffer uh, alone uh, in this or just think that it's something that they don't have control on but it is something that can be managed uh, and and you and their help is there and we definitely need more research did you have any takeaway aditi uh i'll let anju and dr liston take their takeaways bind is just every episode we've been doing a hashtag which is not a hashtag it's a very long phrase so th- <laughs> this episode i'm going to do hashtag it's biology not a behavior choice because i think lot of us uh, initially saras and i would talk it's about oh your pmsing what anju was also saying and it's no like i'm not choosing to be like this uh, and so yeah that is my yeah, takeaway i'm going yeah. through pms but mm-hmm. not like i have a P- yeah that's a great point yeah, yeah. Uh, dr lister anju one one takeaway yeah yeah so basically it was wonderful being part of a conversation that i uh, i actually am very passionate about I, i i feel very bad when my patient comes comes to me and you know is not aware of certain basic things that they are supposed to be aware because the conversation is so closed off here no one wants to talk everyone says oh period and anything associated with periods is not to be talked about it's it's to be done hush hush behind the behind a closed door you talk to no one about it so i think it's it's a great change to see so many people having a conversation and uh, having a safe place to have a conversation is a it's a must i think that's that's one thing that cranberry is doing for women so i'm i'm very happy to be part of it and my takeaway is to start listening more and being more uh, more uh, friendly gynecologist so that people aren't afraid <laughs> to approach yeah, the yeah, hashtag friendly gynecologist to being a, a friendly gynecologist <laughs> so that that's my takeaway so i'm going to be more uh, approachable i got a, people tell i've got a very serious face till they start talking to me so i'm going to smile more so that you know i'm more approachable <laughs> no i i only hear this from my patients like you know one or two of them say that you know we are a little scared of going to a gynecologist because my pre pre-sn was strict they were very stern and i'm so i think that's a common problem now so i'm going to be a approachable gynecologist from now on so that's my takeaway from this <laughs> yeah amazing <laughs> yes so my key takeaway from this session is uh, i mean you're not alone and we have to start speaking up more because they're not just helping ourselves they're helping a lot of other women and the more we speak up uh, the better it will be for researchers and doctors and for us as well so yes thank you team wonderful thank you so much yeah. for coming on to this platform it's this, i mean it's having yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no.
Bye. 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 Have a nice weekend, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>